Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name's Charlie Wallace. And I'm Adam Gobeski. And welcome our two, um, how about vainglorious guests? <laughs> we have Doug Gobeski. Hi, what does vainglorious mean? And Paul Wilcox. Hey, I'm, I'm glad that you asked, Doug, because I don't know either. <laughs> I'm sure it's only good things. I don't know. Vanity's not so good. But Gloria is. They cancel each other out. It's, it's a neutral term. <laughs> I'm trying to make America vain glorious again. <laughs> I don't think we need help with that. <laughs> uh, it's basically like a sort of um, excessive vanity in like a boasting way. Oh. Oh, okay. Wait. <laughs> Keep America vain glorious. Yeah. How's that different <laughs> from boisterous? Boisterous, I think, is actually more just about volume, being loud. What? Really? Yeah, like children sometimes are boisterous. Apparently, I don't know what words mean. (laughs) Well, that's the whole point of the introduction of the guests of the podcast, is vocabulary. so confusion (laughs) via vocabulary, yes. I mean, the only reason I know to describe myself as bemused right now is because of the podcast, so. Well, I'm glad we're helping. Uh, what are we talking about today, Charlie? That's new a- Doritos? Okay. Which new Doritos are we talking about? Wait, you scored new Doritos? I did. These did are Charlie scored new Doritos? I didn't know there were new Doritos. I haven't uh, seen new Doritos. I thought I sent y'all a photograph of them, but maybe I didn't. I think you only sent it to me. Oh. Oh, whoops. Well, these are sweet and tangy barbecue flavor. This is a flavor that doritos periodically puts out and then disappears like a summer breeze for whatever reason (laughs) but here we are again the back says flavor on another level and then it has a picture of spicy nacho and spicy sweet chili copyright on the back is 2022 so nondescript dark gray almost black bag oh so darker than the black pepper jack bag usually is no, a little lighter, a little lighter than that. Okay. A little more steel colored, I think, than that. Okay. So. Smells like barbecue. Well, Doritos barbecue. So here we go. Yep, it's the same barbecue flavor that Doritos brings back every once in a while. Oh, heck yeah. So it's very delicious. It is once again a chip I don't understand why they keep getting rid of. I think America needs to start buying more <laughs> sweet and tangy barbecue Doritos and less, I don't know, what do you want to get rid of? But standard taco flavor? flavor? Yeah. Yeah, oh, taco sure. flavor. That's That one's gross. I actually don't mind taco flavor, but then I don't have a human distrust. So, <laughs> yeah, would recommend. That's a buy. But if they were to keep this as a regular flavor, would somebody buy it who wouldn't have bought Doritos otherwise? Or would it just be people who are going to buy a different kind of Doritos anyway? That's the key. Doritos market cannibalism. Right. (laughs) I've not been diagnosed with brain disease, so I can't say for certain. (laughs) I mean, they don't taste like meat. That's good. Probably going to turn out that it's just a regional thing. And us here in the Midwest are just out of luck. No, well, maybe. Yeah, but it says we're it says always new the last flavor. to get the new Doritos. <laughs> it doesn't say limited edition. It says new flavor, so maybe. But is it new if you take it off the market and bring it back? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of which, did you notice the reappearance of 
uh, Blazing Buffalo Ranch recently. Um, Is that a Doritos flavor? I might, yeah, I might have seen a bag or two of that, but I saw one in a in a Walgreens, and I was like, "This is wild! I haven't seen this in like you know a decade or something." But it was there was no ceremony about it. it didn't say new flavor or anything like that. Did you check the expiration it. date? <laughs> uh no, but they tasted great. So <laughs> oh, you bought oh, them. Oh, so <laughs> realize that. So he did check the expiration date, just not via the packaging. <laughs> just to, by experimentation, yeah. Yeah. I uh, was telling Doug this, but I did find a 24-pack of old-style Pepsi Zero Sugar at the store today. Oh. Oh. Hmm. So I get to savor that pan- Panax ginseng? What is it? <laughs> Panax ginseng, yeah. <laughs> Panax ginseng. And, and double the caffeine of the current. Uh... <laughs> I know. It was real weird, like me drinking Pepsi Max going, well, at least there's less caffeine in this than the Mountain Dew. Because that was, usually they were like on par. Yeah, that's like the point of Pepsi Max. But, right. But then they, they cut my caffeine in half and didn't even tell me other than you know so i i bought the new formula thinking oh it's just they changed the flavor you know whatever i didn't know i was only getting half of my required daily caffeine. <laughs> wait did did we not cover this previously i had already drank a whole 24 oh. pack of it by the time <laughs> oh goodness <laughs> gracious yeah i don't know that we explicitly covered this no, but yeah, oh, I remember no. when when you sent out that text. I was like, I've already finished a case of that. And that's <laughs> when I went and looked and confirmed on the label. Like, I've been getting not as much caffeine as I thought. <laughs> I was I was very mad. <laughs> Did you notice that they had changed the name and it hasn't been Pepsi Max in what years? Yeah, I yeah, just... but we all called it Pepsi Max. Yeah, it... all they changed was the name. Now we can't <laughs> call it that anymore because it's no longer Pepsi Max. Now it's Pepsi Mid. <laughs> it is it is mid af <laughs> but if you, i noticed that i i bought some of that basically pepsi max mango flavor and oh, that yeah. still has the 69 milligrams of caffeine in it oh so, it does i, I don't know how long it. it's gonna stick around though i haven't seen the pepsi max wild cherry flavor to now yet but i guess i get to savor this 24 pack yeah which i mean guess means i need to go to the store and buy a different kind of pop so that i don't just burn through it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you got to ration it just until, you know, the so you can enjoy it up until the expiration date. Yeah, like I half thought, I was like, oh, maybe I should go buy another one of these. And I was like, well, the expiration date says mid-February. <laughs> so <laughs> the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that would be no problem for me, probably. <laughs> I think I almost but... put it back because the box looked a little rough. I was like, oh, maybe this has been like beat up. <laughs> they found it. Just out it was like Back sitting the at the back room. dock yeah, yeah. Like it was it was next to the upside down milk carton to sit on while smoking <laughs> <laughs> so what are, what topics you got charlie hmm what topics do i have no that's adam's topic asking you what topics you have <laughs> no we know he likes to take my topics and claim them as his own that's why adam can't tell me what topics he has anymore there is a surprise <laughs> it's a need to know basis try to think what's been going on in my life that's even vaguely podcast worthy i know so i was really uh... struggling with that all week just like <laughs> yeah. everything i want everything i think about or do is very niche to specifically me <laughs> <laughs> i guess i was just wondering if 
Do you think if we searched any given politician's residence, we'd find classified documents? <laughs> I'm starting to think so. <laughs> Seems that way, yeah. Executive branch, at least. When the Biden stuff came out, I was just like so mad that I was like, I'm not going to read anything about it. And so I like didn't. And then the Pence stuff, and I'm like, huh, now this is just curious. <laughs> like, because I'm assuming it's like, yeah, they just give you classified documents wherever you are. And then, like, maybe people just forget to pick them up or dispose of them properly. So they're just lying around. Yeah. And then you forget what they Which are and you put insane. them in a box. This I mean, this is a case uh, for a career deep state. You know, we need continuity. <laughs> <laughs> feel like what you need instead is to just install confidential shredders in the people's residences so that when you finish the briefing you shove it through the shredder uh that would be against the law wait what there is a specific law forbidding destruction of documents no 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 they're not no they're copies yeah you can't destroy originals but i don't think these people are leaving originals next to the toilet for reading material are they I mean, what even is an original in our digital age? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, they shouldn't even have hard copies to begin with. You should Three. just be able to change the president's password and then they don't have any documents anymore. <laughs> you know, you probably could be a lawyer for Donald Trump if you wanted to, Doug. I mean, this is just <laughs> this is a good argument as I've heard. I mean, if you don't have a legal career already to, right. to ruin. <laughs> I don't have a law license like to you lose. Have nothing to lose. <laughs> but I'm not licensed by the bar. <laughs> Wait, maybe, maybe I could use chat GPT to cheat my way through the bar exam. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that. I did see that, yeah. Some guy was like, yeah, we would like to... Uh, pay somebody a million dollars to use our legal bot and argue in front of the Supreme Court. And uh, the comments were pretty much split between this is explicitly not allowed and only a million dollars. If you're at the point that you're arguing in front of the Supreme Court, doing it on your own is going to be worth way more than a million dollars for your career. And then like a couple days later, he was like, uh, yeah, so um, some regulatory body threatened to put us in prison if we went forward with this. So <laughs> you won't. And, uh, and then everyone commented, boy, if only you had good legal advice that could have warned you about this. <laughs> so what am I supposed to think about like chat GPT and all the AI driven writing stuff? Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to think about this. Am I supposed to be excited, no. worried? Somebody tell me what I should believe. The take I saw about ChatGPT was someone trained a, an AI to be really good at like bland corporate speak, and we are questioning the AI instead of the utility of corporate speak. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> Is this a cool new future thing that's going to lead us to the Star Trek computer interface, or is this just more horror of the future it's just more horror of the future like it has like is, is this star trek or terminator terminator is way cooler and smarter than this this is like uh looking at your coffee machine making coffee and just marveling at how how does it do it and it's like it it's just it's just a machine there's no intelligence there 
but is it enough of a facsimile for people to not notice like you know when an art a news article is written in an automated way or something I mean, it's not good enough yet for people to not notice, no. Uh, The website CNET.com just like a week or so ago got in hot water for trying to use ChatGPT to write articles. (laughs) They tried it and it got pulled real fast. I heard they were doubling down on that, though, and we're not going to actually stop. What? Yeah, I I thought I saw that headline today. They're doubling down on plagiarism? Again, this is gleaned from like the headline and like the little like one sentence blurb underneath. But it was something like, we acknowledge there are problems we're not going to change or something like that. See, what we really need to do is get the guys with the robot lawyer to help us automate the process of suing chat GPT users for (laughs) plagiarism. (laughs) Like actually put some monetary penalties on their malfeasance. I mean, this is similar to like the the AI art stuff that we were playing with, but is actually like a major problem for like, in terms of like plagiarism and stealing artists work and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. What I'm hearing here is that they've, managed to do some real great innovations in plagiarism of visual art and now writing. And so the obvious question is, is podcasting next? Is <laughs> audio plagiarism next? I, I've, I've already seen that. Uh, Wait, VTubers? Really? Uh, no, no. Well, I mean, there is like uh, whoever it was, that AI VTuber, yeah. I forget her name, but, uh, but I, I mean, this was like last sometime last year. I remember hearing, you know, someone who made a, an AI, like, you know, podcast conversation between like Joe Rogan and Steve jobs or something like that. I can't, I might have the, the that vaguely sounds familiar, but, and I, I didn't listen to it because anytime it's like I see any sort of content like that, I'm like, it's not that I'm against this. I just know it won't be interesting. Someone I work with, I think, listened to it, and they're like, yeah, that was weird. It was not like a natural (laughs) conversation. But I feel like podcasting has got to be one of the easiest formats to just... I I think it absolutely is next. You're saying we should be worried. Us specifically. (laughs) Is there a way to to get ahead of the curve on this, though? Like, could we feed in a couple hundred hours of the Gobeski-Wallace report and have the AI produce topics for us? (laughs) i don't know what it takes to run run like the show through like maybe transcription software if the audio (laughs) is clear enough like to get a transcript of every single episode and then that use that to train to specifically train like one of those i don't know if that's enough data to like quote train an ai (laughs) i'm pretty sure it would be i've seen people (laughs) essentially shove their own tweets through the AI and have it produce fake tweets. So like in their personal style, but anyway, I'm just suggesting that we fight plagiarism with plagiarism and plagiarize the plagiarism bot. How would that uh, work? Is- like I said, you, you use it to produce topics and then we just talk about the topics it produces. Oh, so, okay. We, so you're not, you're not suggesting, you're not suggesting that it do the whole podcast. No, you're just no. Suggesting of course it not. provides the topics for us that we then speak about out of our wheelhouses. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, everyone's doing it. We might as well have an AI generated topics episode. <laughs> I like the sort of Ouroboros <laughs> podcasting system. 
<laughs> we feed it information and it gives us information about what we should talk about based on what we've already talked about. <laughs> it's what the viewer, it's what the listeners are expecting. <laughs> we don't want to throw many curveballs. Just <laughs> got to remix the classic content enough. Milk that nostalgia. I just think of all the interesting chip flavors it would come up with. <laughs> so you want to you want to oh AI force awakens the podcast? <laughs> sure. Actually, now I'm wondering if you put the three the original Star Wars movies into an AI, how close it gets you to the Force Awakens? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it might. I know that's an interesting point too. Like when they eventually can automate, like can AI generate movies and whether people will care what quality level they're at it's like how good will it have to be before people are like eh <laughs> well we know it's the the standards are certainly i mean how much of what uh unsupervised youtube consuming children <laughs> how much of that is ai generated at this point already uh, that's true <laughs> does charlie have personal experience with this <laughs> my brother's kids occasionally when when i see them i I like just look briefly at the screen of like what they're watching if they're watching YouTube, and I just it just it makes no sense to me. But that could just be because you're old. Well, it's a lot of like people in Spider-Man outfits, like that they bought at the store, running around, and yeah, that's the weird stuff with like it's... weird uh, like sound drops. Yeah, it's, and, yeah, it's always like, but like vaguely inappropriate. Yeah, Spider-Man Avengers poo pranks, or you know, like, <laughs> yeah. just weird combined with like weird gross stuff. <laughs> language and and like language agnostic content (laughs) no one's speaking a language they're just like kind of like you know reacting to things so the future's bright is what i'm hearing (laughs) oh yeah well yeah that's that's the interesting thing when you start to get into like what keeps people watching videos like when they don't when they're so young that they like don't quite know what they want yet (laughs) and is it something completely different than anybody else (laughs) would ever choose that's what it feels like when i watch it i'm like hi maybe this is what our id wants yeah. <laughs> like i don't you know had, it you had at least some agency in this why would you choose those videos <laughs> <laughs> the future's so bright i gotta invest in shade-based nfts <laughs> no 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 nfts are last year's business Oh, sorry. Except apparently Square Enix is still releasing some NFT game or something now. Yeah, they, they, they were, were doubling tr- trudging down. forward with that. Yeah. You know, honestly, I'm not surprised. I have a very dim view of Square Enix's management at this point. I think most people probably do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. I mean, that's a pretty rough decision to stick to. Read the room even a little bit guy's been paying attention to the dungeons and dragons debacle a little over bit, the last yeah. couple of weeks i didn't really understand what it was about i only got glimpses of it from twitter trending topics and a few web comics like penny arcade so the gist of it as far as i could under understand was basically almost 20 years ago or so wizards of the coast I think it was Wizards of Coastal at that point. Um, introduced this thing called the Open Gaming License, which basically said, hey, you can use our system and tools and stuff. Here's what you can do. Here's what you can't do. But the upshot was like, you didn't have to pay Wizards of the Coast to license any of that stuff. Just, you know, don't do like Nazi things and whatnot. Well, a few weeks ago, they were 
a draft leaked of a revised version that was attempting to revoke that more or less entirely, like to nullify any content released under that version of the OGL and come up with a new, far more restrictive version. And so uh, the tabletop RPG community more or less revolted. Wizards of the Coast has been trying to walk it back with limited success. Uh, the one fact I saw was that there's a competing company called Paizo. Uh, they publish things like Pathfinder. And uh, because of this, their eight-month supply of like core rulebooks sold out in two weeks. <laughs> because people were just jumping ship. Because Paizo had publicly come out and... I think they may were actually they were instrumental in forming like a third party like sort of creative commons thing regarding tabletop RPGs and so people were supporting them for that. We'll put links in the blog post that explain this in greater detail, but isn't Wizards of the Coast owned by Hasbro, the toy company now? Uh yes, they are. Although supposedly Wizards of the Coast still has some independence such that this was apparently wizard specific rather than something that hasbro was necessarily introducing from on high mm. and apparently wizards of coast has already taken a bunch of flack from stuff that's been happening with magic the gathering overpricing particular sets overproducing some other sets trying to change some other things yeah so this is my version of out of our wheelhouse with paul wilcox because i don't <laughs> know about this but <laughs> yeah <laughs> <I> tried <laughs> I don't hear anyone else so, coming up with topics. So is it like what the their proposed change like would have actually like retroactively like taken ownership of people's creations? I don't think it was taken ownership, but basically said you can no longer sell or distribute your works. Oh, okay. Even if it was created under that license, like nothing would have been like grandfathered and like under the right. old license. It would just be And there were apparently people like lawyers and stuff sort of commenting from the sidelines that were saying like uh you can't do that <laughs> and then i guess there were a couple of other lawyers who were like well under american law maybe you can <laughs> oh <laughs> i always love when experts are like well in america this is yeah it's it's, it's a possible you you can, you can do some pretty bad stuff <laughs> and, and be in the yeah. good graces of the law <laughs> Oh, uh, I saw a fun fact that like no Democratic presidents have died in over 50 years. Oh, wow. In America. And in that time, I think we've had like four Republicans pass away. But how many of each president have we had? Like each party have been president. Like at what point are you counting? Like 50 years. LBJ was the last one. Died in the early set. That doesn't really. Died in like 73, right? Really? Wow. Yeah, like they literally announced the uh, his death uh, with the headline, and then oh, yeah. below it was the headline with the Roe v. Wade decision. So, no, oh, I guess I haven't looked at what do you call those newspapers? <laughs> yeah, newspapers. <laughs> Look, I only so. know because uh, I saw it on Twitter. Ah. A while since I've been rifling That's... through the archives on a stormy night. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the microfilm. At the microfilm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Half blind from scanning microfiche for hours. <laughs> so how was that not a sad fact? Given it was about death. It's about not no, death. No, 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 <laughs> 50 years. I think that's a pretty good, I mean, strong run. Yeah, it kind of, 
you know. So I'm gonna be real really upset. Really impressive for Jimmy Carter is what it. Comes yeah, to. I'm gonna be real upset when Carter dies between recording and release. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the podcast has once again killed someone. <laughs> oh shoot! Yeah, he is 98. I guess there is actually some potential for that. Whoops. <laughs> Charlie, what topics you got? All right, let's think of something positive. Um, hmm. You're not opening with the one I really thought you were going to open with. Which is which was what? I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> That's giving you free topics. Is it something good. about his family? No. Oh yeah, is uh, Kara recovered from the flu yet? Oh yes, yes, has been for a couple <laughs> of weeks. And then my <laughs> daughter and my son got sick. Like immediately oh, no. after that. Yeah, well, that's kids. like I don't know if you've been reading up about this, Doug, but like children are now sick all the time, no matter what. <laughs> For like yeah, the wait, next is year. That is that a joke that. or no? It's like not is a that... joke. It's like them not oh, being no. sick during the pandemic means that like all of these diseases are just like coming back and forth all at the same time. They are literally making up for lost time. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's fun. I've, I've we were not supposed to talk about downer topics, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sick kids? I love sick kids. <laughs> Nothing makes me happier. It means they're getting stronger. <laughs> yeah, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Oh, on the contrary, it's made you weak as a kitten. <laughs> <laughs> Is Charlie excited for the return of Pizza Hut's big New Yorker? Can't give him topics. <laughs> I am. Wait, Paul is excited about this? Yes. Oh my god. You remember it? Yes. They haven't that sold it in it, like a generation. It, it looms very prominently in my <laughs> after church pizza memories. In the Wilcox. Oh, wow. Go to St. John's, you know, play some Street Fighter 2 and get the big New Yorker. <laughs> Yeah, we when when they came out with that, it became a it became a Wilcox family staple. Like, wow. Yeah, I mean, we eventually, you know, went back to to the standard hand tossed. Yeah, it's only a twenty four year hiatus. <laughs> wow, it was really that long ago, huh? That's what it's telling yep. me. Since yeah, that's like ninety nine. That's prime Paul Wilcox. Pizza yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pizza Hut for Paul Wilcox Pizza Hut time was actually probably even predominantly before that. So we haven't even seen it in this millennium. We have not. Wow. Wow. I'm, yeah, it's coming back in like a few weeks, I think. Possibly even by the time you're listening to this. Oh, huh. See, I actually have a Pizza Hut around here now, but. Oof. Pizza Hut yet. to me has, and I think I read that this wasn't purely like my imagination, but isn't doesn't taste the same from when I was a kid. No, it, the quality dropped it does way not. off. It, the price remained the same. But it's the not like the, down. I think about the breadsticks of '90s Pizza Hut. Like <laughs> I was thinking about those this week. Like the color, like that kind of, kind of more of the deep golden brown color. Mm-hmm. Like how they were coated perfectly yeah. in Parmesan. <sighs> I just remember the book it personal pan pizzas. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like the most amazing thing ever. Remember that time we got to eat at Pizza Hut for free in high school, Charlie? Because we won a contest. Oh yeah. What contest was that? Catcher in the Rye, I think, right? Oh, that one. Yeah. We were in AP English. Was that what that was? That was, yeah. It was Miss Harris, yeah. Yeah. So during spring break, she was like, to get a photo of you reading uh, Catcher in the Rye and like, you know, these places that you go over spring break. So, you know, people went to like the Caribbean or like Cancun or whatever. 
and took photographs. And Charlie and I were going nowhere. And Jason came. Is that right? Uh, sounds like it. I think he was involved. I know Alex was involved in part of it. Yeah. Too. Well, we weren't going anywhere. So we went to MSU's campus and recreated the cover of Abbey Road, but we were all reading Catcher in the Rye, partly because we knew Ms. Harris was a big Beatles fan. <laughs> and so that was just like the clear winner for her. And so we got a free like pizza, pizza hut, like pizza party thing. Like, but we went on, we did a like a day trip. You and me just went to a bunch of different places to take pictures, too. We did. So I don't know. Did we submit every picture that we took or was that only the one that we were allowed to submit? I think we only chose we did the one. But yeah, you and I took like a local mid-Michigan road trip where we were just taking photographs of us reading Catcher in the Rye. (laughs) I remember there's one of you reading it on the tracks and you can see an oncoming train. (laughs) (laughs) I remember somebody looking at it saying like, Oh my gosh, do you know there was a train? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's that's why we did that. <laughs> but yeah, that was Good fun times. time. Was it Death Trap Driveway Gift Shop? Do you remember that? Oh yeah, Death yeah. Trap Driveway Gift Shop. Because if you went down M100 towards Potterville, there was like a just like a residence that was just like they had a gift shop and like a sign. And we were like, all right, let's drive down there. And so we drove down and it was, you know, standard. I don't know how you describe that. Yeah, like cozy home stuff, like country living style trinkets sort of things. Okay. So obviously nothing that like 16-year-old boys are interested in. Stuffed bunnies holding wooden signs. Yeah, exactly. So we, you know, left and we're heading back out and then a car was coming in and we had nowhere to go. So we had to back all the way back up the driveway. (laughs) <laughs> so that they could pull past and then we went out and so that was the death trap driveway gift shop <laughs> i also remember that we felt guilty about not buying anything so i think we bought like i maybe brought like a rubber ball or something <laughs> no i remember this you bought those like explodey ball things oh yeah all the ones you clack together that's right <laughs> yeah like you hit them together and it made like a little spark or something wow i'd forgotten about that until just now yeah now you can start a fire in the rain. Yeah. All you need is some dry tinder. <laughs> and then there was like a cigar store Indian. Oh, yeah. There was a um, a wooden ship that was like on a playground. So it was like a playground, like a not a real wooden ship, but like a playground structure. Oh, was that might have been the St. Michael's ship, actually. Oh, was it? Oh, OK. I thought it was. <laughs> I think I, it might have been. Yeah. But yeah, all those photos exist on physical media and thus are inaccessible. All right. Although I think I have a scan of the Abbey Road photo in the web page that Paul archived before MSU took it down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still holding on to a copy of that just for data redundancy, you know, just <laughs> although it's probably out in Google Drive or something. I'm willing to bet that I either have the actual photos of those sitting around somewhere in the house that I'm not aware of or back in Michigan. I don't think I would not have thrown those out. So we'll see. I'll look for them. Adam I remember the thing that you're probably talking about, which is that I completely forgot that we're going to come visit you in Arizona. That was not it, but yay. Yay. <laughs> we still have to decide what time to do it. But There's going to be another gonna pandemic? Be very I know. I know. Is it going to be another COVID one? It's going to be a, a novel disease? Who knows? Good old novelty pandemic. <laughs> oh, then I don't, I don't know. I mean, 
I could probably talk about the Oscars, except I figure that was off the table because that's talking about things that I've watched, which is a forbidden oh, topic <laughs> on the that's podcast. What I figured it was going to be. No, 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 no. Was Oscars, yeah. If if you want to see the the movies that I've watched, <laughs> you can go to the Letterbox account. <laughs> oh no, I just thought you were gonna be like, oh, I can't believe X got. Oh yeah, the the movie that should have been nominated for at least one more thing. I told Doug to watch it, but if you haven't watched RRR on Netflix, I you need to watch that. that. I <laughs> it was so good. Like I had really heard this was back like in may or june or something like right after my son was born i was up in the middle of the morning and i was like oh netflix is suggesting i watch that let's just try it and i was like that's like one of the best movies ever (laughs) i'm always showing people like the clip of the bridge scene yeah the bridge scene is the best (laughs) and i'm just like if if you if anyone needs convincing to watch that movie just watch that scene (laughs) anyway i told doug to watch it because I knew Doug would like it. I'm pretty sure, Adam, you'd like it, too, if you haven't. Yeah, I keep meaning to. It's just because it's three hours. Yeah, that is that is. Yeah, tough. I think I actually watched it in, like, two sessions, probably. So it's a very tiny version, apparently, because it was sized down for a 2002 <laughs> web page. But you had I to found fit your, your quota or however many, like, single megabytes they gave you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. But I remember us studying the album cover, like to the point where I'm Paul, so I'm not wearing shoes and I'm out of step with the others, just like in the original. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, obviously traffic is not shut down for this photo. We were timing (laughs) it and practicing. Just seeing this, just seeing this part of uh, West Circle. Yeah, like that I am circle to the right, isn't it? Yep. Because the music buildings off to the left. Yep. Because behind where the photo is being taken, there's that little island that Aaron Kane could stand on and not get hit by cars. So he didn't have to worry about traffic running. <laughs> we just had to worry about running out as cars were going. Um, nice. I forgot about this photo. This is like the best album photo we ever took. And I don't think it was even meant that way. Where where'd you take this? That's Atlantic City. Oh, nice. Oh, on the on the, on the boardwalk. Board yeah. It's cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the actual album cover i forgot that must have been you who did that yep <laughs> i don't know you want to talk about k hui kwan sure yeah i, I finally saw cool. yeah i finally saw everything everywhere all at once uh, last weekend oh yeah. really it been that recent. it was that long i think car and i just decided like it's time we both wanted to see this and something happened oh i think our son was born or something right around when the movie came out <laughs> like that. getting in the way of the movie i know it's what he does he gets in the way of movies and shenanigans that's true and he'll never be allowed to forget it <laughs> Did i tell you his middle name was shenanigans <laughs> that's how i made up for it <laughs> So I thought when Charlie came and visited, if his visit happened to coincide with Jason's visit, that we could all get together and call it Shamnanaganza. Because <laughs> it wasn't a real shenanaganza, but it kind of was. <laughs> so what did you think of everything everywhere all at once? Did you enjoy it? Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, it was great. I expected to like it too, so. I think it's a little too weird to be a Best Picture winner. But it's cool that it was nominated. On the other hand, Shape of Water won. So I guess who knows? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) 
haven't seen that movie, but it sounds Wait, then you can't make reactions like that. Mm, I listened to the cinematic respect about it. That's close enough. <laughs> haven't I suffered enough? I've exclusively looked at fan art, so <laughs> I, I don't think I can talk on this. <laughs> But I still think it's a little too weird to be a Best Picture winner. I guess so. There's a lot of sex toy stuff in it. <laughs> I, you know, I had almost forgotten entirely about that aspect of it. I was like, this is a great movie for you know for the whole family. Yeah, no problems here. I mean, it, and it still kind of is, but you know, there is the whole yeah. Yeah, no, the message is good. It's just on the way, it takes some detours that uh, yeah, maybe the maybe are not guidance. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Very confused. Your discretion advised. Is it rated PG or seen it? I think it's. Is it R? Kind of thought it was R, but that might just be because America's prudish rating is R. Yeah, rated R. Kihui Kwan was. I. I mean, I hadn't seen him, and really, most people hadn't seen him in you know decades. So I was like, well, I mean, he could be great. Quit exactly. So like because he'd given up. Like so, the acting I was expecting, but like when he had the action sequence too, I was like, "Oh wow, no, this is pretty good." Well, I do know that like he had quit acting like in front of the camera, but I think he had done stunt work oh, or like stunt okay. coordination for some movies for sure. Yeah, because I remember oh, like he was looking behind the scenes. Guy. Yeah, I remember looking him up. Um, you know, before like just like whatever happened to the guy who played Short Round, like something like that. And it was like, oh, yeah, he was like, became like a stunt choreographer for like X-Men or something, I think. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, I was just working on a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, no, he was great. That's. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I just read a couple like interviews with him, like after the announcement about the nominee where he's just like, so he just seems so happy about it. And you just like read about like some of the stuff like he was going through, like, like he got the everything everywhere all at once role and film that. And then he heard literally nothing. He couldn't get any, he couldn't get like any uh, auditions or anything like to the point where he actually ended up losing his health insurance because of it. Cause he wasn't working. Hmm. And he like called like the producer of everything everywhere all at once was like, like be honest with me. Am I any good in this movie? And the producer was like, why are you asking that? Of course you were. And uh, he was like, well, because I'm not getting any work at all. And, the producer was like, just wait until the movie comes out. I guarantee it. So it's like, oh, I don't know. It just there's something like sort of heartwarming about the story is what it feels like to me. Oh, yeah. And that will certainly help his chances, I think, with the Oscar voters, too. Yeah, and they are. They are human beings, too. Turns out. What? I thought they were replaced by chat GPT this year. <laughs> Some of them. I thought they were just a bunch of Hollywood sickos. Yeah. Chat GPT. Uh, I want to rewatch this movie now. I haven't seen it at all so i know so i don't want to talk about it because going in blind more or less was really worthwhile other than knowing it was like about multiple dimensions like the multiverse like that's about all is that zuckerberg guy in it (laughs) what mercifully no it's about the multiverse oh multiverse metaverse same thing (laughs) i can't tell if that's a joke that went bad or a genuine confusion like a momentary, like, oh, I've got the name wrong. Uh, it's not my fault they both have an M and a T and vowels. <laughs> You're right. You are not responsible for coining either word. Thank I you. That is accurate. Thank you. I appreciate you uh, 
acknowledging my lack of culpability in these crimes. Oh, man, what a movie. Don't know if you need to have Prime or whether you can just do it on Amazon Video, but you can get a free trial of Showtime for seven days and then immediately cancel it. Well, it's returning to theaters, not that Doug goes to theaters, but it is returning to theaters for a limited engagement. Oh, that's that's how I would have preferred to see it. I didn't know. I was thinking thinking about going back to the theaters. They were saying it was um, because of the nomination was coming back for like a week or two to like a thousand theaters. So it wasn't like a handful in New York. Like It was like actually like, you know, you could see it. <laughs> the, the Oscar noms, like seeing Oscar noms in this headline just makes me think like, oh, they so they have some like snacks. Also, it's 2010 right now. Uh, Oscar nom noms. <laughs> like just rereading like some of just like the plot stuff that I'd kind of forgotten about. And I was like, oh, yeah, that bit. That was great. Yeah, I think I would pick up a lot. I think there's a lot of things I would catch having only uh, seen it a single time. I don't know how much of it qualifies as a spoiler, so I won't say too much. But at one point they start quoting lyrics unexpectedly. And Karin. Spoilers. <laughs> well, it's the sort of thing like if you don't know what song it is, you wouldn't even have caught it. And Kara like had to stop the movie and be like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was like me and watching Supernatural with Brienne the other day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where it's like a very serious scene where they're talking about the demons. And it's like, let's see, there have been sightings in Ogdenville, Brockway, North Haverbrook. <laughs> And I started laughing and Brandon was like, what? What's funny? So I had to pull up the Simpsons clip on YouTube to show her because she was not an avid Simpsons watcher. And she was like, you just knew that? And I was like, I watched a lot of Simpsons as the kid. I don't think you realize how much Simpsons <laughs> I watched as a kid. Like so I'm, seasons I'm, one through six, I might have just more or less memorized. Right. And then seven, eight, and nine, you know, I know of decent chunks of. So I'm assuming at some point Michelle Yeoh begins talking about her lovely lady lumps. <laughs> you said no spoilers. <laughs> I do remember the part, though, that I felt smart for recognizing was a Wong Kar Wai homage. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because I was like, oh, I've seen In the Mood for Love. And this is very much looks like In the Mood for Love. <laughs> and Bran had seen it, too. And so she also, like recognize that that's what was happening good movie by the way would recommend to charlie which could also make sense with the within the context of the movie too like that could really be what it is yeah so have you guys started going to see movies in theaters again yes yeah yes but not as much as i would like but that's less yeah yeah, that's more about wait i'm the last one yeah you're the holdout Oh, geez. I mean, it's been a while. I think the last movie I saw in theaters was, oh, shoot. What was the last movie I saw in theaters? Well, for me, it was Black Widow. So it's (laughs) been a good long year and a half. 2022 in movies. What's come out? Oh, it was Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Oh, I've only been going to the most random movies. Like I went to Jaws when they did a showing of that. I didn't see a lot of movies in theaters in theaters in 2022, but I definitely saw. All right. List of American films of 2022. What did I watch? I realize this is very exciting. I saw the Batman. I saw everything everywhere all at once. I saw Dr. Strange 2. 
Oh, yeah, that's a movie that exists that I forgot about. I saw Top Gun Maverick, so I'm part of the uh, revival of movie theaters. <laughs> I did not see Thor 4 in theaters, but that Can was more really? that was more because of um I was in theater stuff and so didn't have weekends free. Can you really say that you're part of the revival of movie theaters if you haven't gone to see Avatar 2 yet? Yeah, I saw Top Gun Maverick. Avatar 2 is just coasting on its trailblazing <laughs> uh, nature. Oh, yeah. Adapted screenplay, Adam. <laughs> and yep. uh, uh, Glass Onion, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I read a thing that it was like, yes, any sequel is automatically an adapted right. screenplay because right. it's based on the previous movie. And Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Those are the movies I saw in theaters that came out in 2022. Since I have not yet seen Avatar 2, although part of me feels like if I'm going to see it, it should probably yeah, be in a theater. I, yeah, I'm yeah. meaning to see that soon. Uh, the last thing I saw in theaters was back in September, which was Don't Worry Darling, because Cara bought a ticket for it. Really? And it was, Cara bought a ticket for it and then was too tired to go. <laughs> she's a big Harry Styles fan, huh? Uh, she's a horror suspense fan. That's a horror suspense movie? Eh, it's more like a thriller suspense I just mystery. assumed it was like a rom-com. Not very good. No, I guess it was more like a Gone Girl. Uh, it's more like um, let's see, how about, what could I pick that it wouldn't be a spoiler? Um, I don't care. I'm never watching it. And Truman Show ish, maybe or wait, no, that makes me want to see it. That <laughs> no, so that okay, was wrong. Um, no, uh, Eternal Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a sci-fi movie. <laughs> Just name various Jim Carrey films. Imagine a cross between The Mask and Yes Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more of a it's more of a liar liar meets the majestic. <laughs> <laughs> the Grinch crossed with Man on the Moon. <laughs> Grinch on the Moon. Okay. So which of those is it most like? Sonic the Hedgehog? Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I haven't seen no, that. So that's I, haven't seen that. I, I went to the theater for that this year. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I didn't see as many movies in 2022 as I did in 2021. As I learned when I uh, collated all the pictures I've sent to Charlie of all the movies that I watched because he's my letterboxed, I guess. All right. I'm looking back too and realizing I didn't see very many. At all. Like there was the Wisconsin Film Festival where I saw a lot and got COVID. And I'm only seeing like three <laughs> other movies, like Top Gun Maverick, Don't Worry Darling, and yeah, what was the other so one? I just mean movies in general that I watched in 2022. Oh, I see. Yeah. And apparently I watched 88 movies. Nice. Oh. Including uh, Weird, the Al Yankovic story. I was, was wondering nice. about Which, it, which lived up to its name. <laughs> I don't think it's weird. <laughs> it was weird. Like the way it ends, I was like, that's a great ending. Oh. I like that. <laughs> like part of me wants to rewatch it with knowing that that's the ending they're going for. <laughs> Cause up to that point I was like, hmm. the only thing I kind of wish, and apparently weird Al is on record as sort of agreeing with this is that, that they'd had um, Daniel Radcliffe actually sing instead of weird Al. Right. Yeah. Over. yeah. Yeah. Actually come to think of it. I didn't see any movies in the theater in 2022, and I don't know if I can tell you the last year that I didn't go to the theater at all. You just told us it was 2022. Before that. <laughs> dumb, dumb. <laughs> Are you listening to yourself? You already answered your own question. Oh, my gosh. Man, it would have had to be just like 
when I was a kid sometime, you know? Yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe like 1995. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even yeah, then, no. there's like a chance that, uh, you know, I just saw something randomly. Yeah. Like I don't know what year, right? Hold up. Hold it costs up. like what a dollar. Your parents send the you lists. there. Yeah. Where's the list of lists for these? Uh, <laughs> well, I remember our films right. released. Here we go. List yeah, I guess it's I guess it's when did the, did we take class trips to the Sun Theater? <laughs> no, nope, right. it wasn't 1995 because I saw the Big Green in theaters that year. Nice. Really? Yeah. Is that a class thing? I don't remember seeing the Big Green. No, uh, I believe it was for Keith Schaefer's birthday. Ah, I remember seeing Prancer in theaters. One, but that yep, must have I, been a re-release. Yeah, I remember that as well. Unless Prancer is a newer movie than I remember it being. Was that 80s? That's kind of my thought, which is no, why it must have been No a way. 89. 89? Yeah. Really? And I know I didn't see it when it came out in 89. Yeah, I definitely didn't see it in 89. Wait, Prancer's set in Three Oaks? Where's Three Oaks? Michigan. Really? What? Like Southwest Corner area, yeah. <laughs> is that why they took us to see Prancer? Oh, it's in it's Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first movie I saw in the theaters that wasn't part of a class trip was when Disney re-released 101 Dalmatians at some point. Oh, yeah. When did they? When was that? that would have been 94, five, something like that. It was earlier than that. It might've been, I don't know, but yeah, I remember I the like next I remember movie. there being a 101 Dalmatians craze that I was like really squarely in. But I remember that the next movie I saw on my own, not on my own, but not as a school thing, was Star Trek First Contact. And that was 96. No. And I remember being excited for it for Star Trek, but also I was 14 and not a super macho kid, and so found it kind of scary. Legit, like the Borg stuff is scary in that movie. No, that, that yeah. I was, there was a lot of moments in that movie when I, I remember seeing it in the theater and feeling very uncomfortable with the Borg stuff. Like the, the, the eye thing getting close. Like, yeah, like I was, I, I definitely like probably closed my eyes during that part. Like no way. <laughs> like to the point where whenever I'm like, Oh, I should watch first contact. There's a little part of me that always is slightly uneasy. <laughs> like, Oh, this is, this is the hardcore Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the scary one. This is not Star Trek four. 101 Dalmatians was re-released in 1991. See, I'm, I'm wondering no, if I... that can't be right. There has to be a later re-release. Wikipedia says re-released theatrically in 69, 79, 85, and 91. Then maybe the Sun Theater had like a specialty plane. Like, you, you know, sure? I was pretty young at the time. It just feels too young. Charlie, weigh in on this. Too young? How young did nine. I feel I specifically, it was? Eight, nine? <laughs> I specifically recall that at one point they had a projection problem, and uh, some people started booing, <laughs> and we didn't. And uh, later, our mom was, like, proud of us for not being little <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember anything about the theatrical experience itself. But And I've told this story before, but I'm going to continue to tell it because it's an amazing story. When we went to Goodrich Theaters, the one by the Lansing Mall that's no longer there, they were playing Star Trek Insurrection. So this was 98. And we were sitting in the theater. This was probably either opening weekend or it might have been the weekend after. But they were 
having trouble with the print. Like they were having trouble projecting it. There was some issue after about 15 minutes, like the manager came forward and said, uh, we're having trouble with the print. If you, you know, if you stick with us, like we'll get it up and running, but you know, if you need a refund, we completely understand we can facilitate that. And there was sort of like a general murmur and then a, a large black man, like big in all dimensions stood up and said, I've been waiting two years for this movie. I can wait 20 more minutes and sat back down. And that was like, the whole crowd was like, yeah. <laughs> We're all in this together. Exactly. <laughs> now I'm trying to think of what the first movie I ever saw in the theater is, but it's very, you know, I probably was in one like pre-memory formation. So right yeah and i swear i like create false memories like you know <laughs> i i remember i'm like yeah i saw home alone in the theater but no i just remember seeing the movie poster for home alone like home alone <laughs> one like it's like the lansing mall or something you know or the meridian mall maybe see we didn't but i think 91 theater. might be a good candidate or 92 like maybe aladdin is one of the ones that i could remember seeing like definitively i went to the theater for that yeah the gobeskis were not a theater going family because my father did not like going to the movie theater i think because he didn't like that he didn't have the freedom to you know do other things or you know eat whatever he wanted or whatever yeah or to the not point miss where the movie when you have to get up and go to the bathroom i always hated that yeah like i feel like the only movies i can remember him going to the theater to watch were the lord of the rings movies and maybe maybe there were other movies he was going to as well but those are the ones i remember him actually going to if we were able to recall which ones they were you could probably count them all on one hand yeah all the movies that dad went to the theater with us to see like he he had no interest in the star wars he wasn't interested in the Star Wars re-releases, the special editions. He, yeah, he knew, I don't think he was interested in Harry Potter. I'm not even sure he went to the Hobbit movies, honestly. Oh, no, he did not. I remember specifically taking Mom to go see those and uh, try to can, convince him to go, but he just was not interested. Yeah, well, he made the right choice. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I really... <laughs> yes. It's kind of amazing sure. how I... By the time you're towards the climax of that, were there three Hobbit movies? Somehow, yes. Yeah, I, I yep. remember just like, it really, I just had the biggest sense of like, not caring even the tiniest bit <laughs> at what was happening at the end of the third Hobbit movie. I'm like, this is like dramatic, but I just, I feel like dead inside or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, am I supposed to be feeling something? Is that the I one was... where the elf man is like jumping on falling or bricks something. or yeah. something in a completely physically impossible manner? Yeah, I just remember a lot of like, well, this isn't in the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, really, I guess to be fair, like there's not much one. in the book because Bilbo gets knocked out pretty early in that fire in that battle, <laughs> as I recall. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And wakes up and then they tell him, like, oh, yeah, we won. Wow. <laughs> the last thing I remember about those movies was the barrel riding. And I don't remember whether that was in the first or second one, <laughs> Wait, but uh, I, the second one, one, I think that's the, the second, second one. one. And I don't remember anything about that movie afterward. And I never saw the third one. <laughs> I was like, Nope, that's it. My for main me. memory the third of the th- one was a movie that existed. My memory. Of the third one was like me getting like to the two hour mark and being like, they're wrapping this up. Sure. They have another hour. I was like, no, this movie came in at like an actual movie time. 
just phoning it in. Two hours? If it weren't for The Hobbit, I would be kind of hyped up for the TV series, which I haven't even bothered to start yet. I heard decent things about it. I heard some people enjoyed it. Yeah, it's enough to keep up with all the Star Trek shows and such, Mm -hmm. which I just, I finally finished uh, season four of Discovery today, and that was enjoyable. It's nice how Discovery has gotten steadily better as it's gone on. (laughs) Oh, like Enterprise. Really hitting the stride on fourth season. Enterprise takes a real dip in the middle there. Whereas Discovery season one is definitely the worst. Hold on. Which part of Enterprise are you criticizing? Season two of Enterprise, I think, is the low point. Okay. Season one's decent. Season two's not very good. Season three starts pretty poorly and then gets better as it goes. And then season four is actually pretty good. But part of me wonders how a non-Star Trek fan would feel about season four. Because season four feels like they're finally playing in the Star Trek universe. Like, let's find out about stuff we learn about later on. How did this happen? Uh, Which season had the... Was she Jordanian? There was like some random princess who clearly was there as like a favor to like pulled some strings with the producers or something because she just wasn't ready acting chops wise for uh, tv i believe that is let me look up to verify that i'm right about this yep that is uh padma lakshmi she is a uh model actually is she a princess no am i thinking of a different episode she plays a princess in that episode. Oh. She, she, the actress, is not a princess. Yeah. Okay. I must have got it conflated in my memory. Yeah. Um, that is okay, also I will, very early in her career, for what it's worth. I will grant you. Acting-wise. Yep. Season two would be the nadir. And she's like, is it Top Chef that she's like? I think so. Yeah. So she's got like a billion dollars now, probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that about wraps it up for another edition of the Gobasky Wallace Report. My name's Charlie Wallace. I'm Adam Gobesky, and uh, special thanks to our two vaingloriously boisterous guests. We had Doug Gobesky. Thank you for having me! And Paul Wilcox. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Very boisterous time. <laughs> <laughs> our show thanks for listening we hope you check us out don't forget you can visit our website at www.gobeskywallacereport.com also we're on facebook and twitter so make sure to look for us there for extra entertaining bits you will be entertained possibly wait so you're definitely entertained but only possibly entertained well i don't want to get sued for false advertising I got bad news. I have to get up from my chair. Oh, I thought you were going to tell us Jimmy Carter had just died. <laughs> oh, God. Like, <laughs> no. I'll be, I'll be back. <laughs> from the GTLVR news desk. Breaking news. <laughs> I feel like if that, if that timing happened, we'd have to be investigated. Like, I would, I would have to answer some questions. <laughs> <laughs> the AI would just generate episodes where some famous person dies while we're recording. <laughs> Every episode.